What's in the queue? 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 Because the internet's forever. The internet is forever. That's where we'll come in. <laughs> yeah. And you guys will never know what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm I'm doing. You're alive. Kind of. I was a little worried about that given our snap conversation earlier. Whoa, buddy. Hey, don't be off work for two weeks. <laughs> Go back to work on a Saturday to work twelve hours, aka two thirty in the AM. It's fine. Not that. Because then your Sunday Wiped. doesn't exist. No. Like, I did nothing besides freshen up my hair and take a shower. I mean, sounds like a fine Sunday, if you ask me. Because I feel like I did too much today. My house is very disgusting again. Like, I worked really hard at... I purged, I organized, I sure. mopped and mopped and cleaned and... No. So, yeah. So now I'm like, mm, I get to do it all again. That is the frustrating thing about cleaning is that it doesn't matter how many times you do it. You're just going to have to do it again. I know. It is not permanent. Uh, do they make a Roomba that's a mop? Copyrighted idea right now. Ours. Dibs. Dibs, bro. Because I want a Roomba. If anybody's thinking of any uh, <clears throat> late birthday presents, early Christmas, Christmas gifts, um, I mean, you could all pool your money together and get each of us a Roomba. You want one? Uh, I don't have a lot of hardwood. I mean, if, I mean, I have more carpet. It's fine. <laughs> I don't have carpet. Yeah. And I always thought I didn't want <clears throat> carpet. You don't? No. 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 Ten years of not having carpet, I want some carpet somewhere. Really? To just hold the dirt in place for a minute. Oh. Because it's relentless. Yeah. Well, especially like, you, you, you have a cat. You have a yeah. dog. I have, have children. Two, two littles. It's insane. Yeah. I just, just hold the dirt there for a sec. Now, I will say, when you do get the carpets. Yeah. If you really want the carpet to hold the dirt in for you, yeah. accidentally spill a little bit of maple syrup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no matter how many times you clean that mm. section of carpet, it will always hold the dirt for you. And if you're ever, you know, in a situation where your blood sugar's low, right there. You're, you're good. It's fine. It's fine. Because I literally, I have a Kirby vacuum. I, some people are like, why do you have a vacuum if you don't have carpet? Because it sucks the dirt up so well. It's it not like when so you hard. sweep. God, it sucks so hard. <laughs> it sucks so hard. <laughs> but like when you sweep, your dust and fur just flies up in the air and waits till you're all done cleaning. And then it's like, it's sprinkle little, down everywhere. It's like little parachutists on D-Day. Yeah. Whereas the Kirby creates such an amazing suction. It sucks while it cuts. Um, <laughs> that I get, I like, I'm like, oh, the floors actually feel clean when I use the Kirby. Use our special offer code. I did What's sell Kirby's for a week. I remember that story. And I was the story. top seller. You could, so. you could sell, you could sell toasted marshmallows to the demons in hell. I feel like I could. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I cannot. I do feel like I am pretty good at sales. Um, but you know, whatever. It's fine. Let's sell people on this podcast. <gasps> Let's do it. This is What's in the Queue with Krishana and Emily. That's us coming to you from a closet somewhere in Indiana. Emily's got her phone sex operator voice on. She lost her voice earlier this week and uh, this is what we're left with. Hey. And I think I will talk like this the whole time. Uh, Given the time period that this documentary is set in, you're not far off. (laughs) Yes. We are going to talk about Mercury 13.
13. You know, for this being a backup documentary. Yeah. Holy shit, this was good. Like, I still want to try to watch uh, that Brisby 17 yes. and the other one. And that uh, the one that Steven suggested was Allison or something. Yes. Like Eventually, we're going to figure out how to get those. Yes. If anybody has copies of those things, do people do people buy? I don't think so. I was talking about this with a friend. Uh, you know, we got into a music conversation about sure, 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 sure. songs that move you and, you know, from different moments and Oh, because we're going to talk about this soundtrack because I cried during the soundtrack of this doc. Oh, I so. cried in this doc, too. Oh, God. Um, Go ahead. But, but music. Yeah. Just and I was music. like, you know, I, I miss <clears throat> making CDs. Like, I would make mixes oh, yeah. for my friends and this mix would be like when I'm in this mood. And yeah. That, you know, I miss that. I don't own any music at all anymore besides what's still sitting on my computer. I mean, do you, do you do Spotify or Apple uh, music? Not Apple music, obviously. I but... do uh, iHeart or YouTube. Just okay. like if I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this song right now, YouTube. Okay. Because see, like I have Spotify. Yeah. So I make playlists on there. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've made playlists on YouTube and, yeah. and such, but you know. It's not the same. It's not. Like it, I'm, I miss... Oh, going through this CD that I had and, and down like the work and the effort and you're like changing the track titles. and coloring the front of the CDs, you know, decorating them, sure. listing the tracks or making something funny for my friends and having a good, good time. See, now I don't miss that at all. I don't miss having I books and books of CDs. I was going to say, I don't, I don't miss that binder that I used to have in my car. No, 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 The no, cloth no, no, binder no, no, no. of, of, you know, 80 CDs. Yeah. I don't miss that. No, I was, I was quite proud of my I, like I was very good two hundred disc leather sure. book of CDs. The, I was the like CD Ooh. Bible, ha, yeah, it's on had the like passenger a carrying seat. handle, yeah, yeah. Drive one handed, not look, but count the pages. Yeah. no, no. Okay, I, that disc is in the third slot on the right hand yes. side. Yeah, I got pulled over once uh, trying to pick up a CD that had fallen. <laughs> 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 I also may have been going like sixty and a thirty. No. Whilst reaching down to the passenger seat floor no, of my car. It's fine. It's That's totally neither cool. here nor there. It's totally fine. But we're going to talk about astronauts. Almost astronauts. Individually astronauts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're astronauts to me. They. they I'm going to cry. Oh, God. No. Okay. Because there's a thing that ties back to Yo- something that Yoda said in The Last Jedi that we're going to. We'll get to it. But I cried so hard. <laughs> Mercury 13, yes. the Netflix original documentary from directors David Sington and Heather Walsh. Fun little facts before we really get into it. Jason Spingernkopf, one of the executive producers, uh, he's the one that directed Life 2.0 and was the, an executive producer on Recovery Boys. We just keep stumbling onto documentaries ah. that he's involved in. So, hey, Jason, thanks. Be our friend in yes. real life. Yes. Let's yeah. be real life friends. Apparently, we like you. Or let's at least be internet friends, because we really like your work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, basically, uh, <clears throat> Mercury 13, after rigorous testing in 1961, a small group of female pilots are asked to step aside when only men are selected for space flight. Yeah! Yep. Penises! Oh, gotta have a They sternum. make people superior and shit. Um... I I genuinely tried to go back and find this tweet that I thought that I liked or retweeted, but I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Um, so I cannot give credit to the original poster, yep. but it, the universe knows that I respect this person because she had tweeted, uh, men should be happy that women only want equality and not vengeance. Preach, preach, preach. And though I am of the mind that we need a new Themyscira, um... This documentary just it enraged and inspired me all at the same time. Yeah. If you have ovaries or you had them at some point in your life, this documentary is going to make you angry at some times. Mm-hmm. Mm. But in a good way. I mean, like... It's a righteous not fury. Not angry like, oh, I hate this documentary. <laughs> like, no, it's angry a, at the situation. It is a righteous fury, yeah. of, which is burning in my heart right now. Yeah, uh, and and I will definitely say I definitely got educated during this. Like I D- didn't know this existed. I didn't I, I know had this no was, clues. I didn't know this was an option. Never even crossed my mind, which shows 
how much the male superior programming has still been piped down. Fucking patriarchy, man. Top of the fucking patriarchy. Yeah. I'm yelling. I'm sorry. I can't yell. and, And look. The amazing thing about these women that, you know, especially please watch this doc because it's really, really good. And we don't have time to quote all the awesome things that they said. Um, but it was never about screw dudes, you know, vaginas rule. It was if we're if I'm better at it than you are, then I should get to do it. Yeah. It wasn't about just wanting to be like women and not men. It was who's best for the job. And that was, I think, overall, the theme of it. That these women weren't... And and that's that's where I took a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm still righteously angry and, and want a new Themyscira. Right. <laughs> and I think we've come a heck of a long way. Sure have. Um, and every day, I think we get a little bit more. Yes. But... Yes. We ain't there yet. We're not, no. we're, 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 def, we're, de- ooh. given the last week, we are definitely. And if you think. Still not there. Men are smarter, stronger, better than women. You might as well shut this podcast down yeah. right now. Yeah, we'll see Stop you next week. Stop listening to us. Well, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Yeah. All right. For the rest of you. <laughs> okay. So now that's just us friends. Um, so we have. Let's just let's just go through a couple of the female pilots that got yeah. tested. Uh, we had Wally Funk, we had Rhea Walt, uh, Waltman, Sarah Ratley. That's my girl right there. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. about Sarah. Um, we had we had um, Bob Sedman. He was speaking for his wife B, who had already passed. Uh, we had Jim and Ann Hart. Their mom Janie Hart was one of the um, one of the leaders and uh, in the the inspiration for these women to. Uh, to get this training, mm-hmm. one of the biggest names I think we should talk about right out the bat is Jackie Cochran. Yes. I don't want to go through her whole story. No. I just want to talk about some of her achievements right now. Yeah. Uh, she was the first lady of the sky. Um, she broke the speed record for women uh, going 293 miles an hour. Um, she had five hours of instruction before she took her <laughs> first flight. <laughs> Um, she also headed up the WASP program in World War II, that is the Women's Air Force Service Program, um, which they flew planes, um, but they didn't actually go to war. Basically, um, they went and picked them up from the factory and dropped them off to the good old boys. I mean, as someone who was told, no, you can't drive combat stuff, like, I get it. Like, right? I get it. Like, when I was hearing this part, I was like, I bet Emily is... I, I know ex- I know exactly what they're talking about because well and not to make this whole documentary about me which is what I always end up doing but like but like you know on my deployments I was a truck driver I was out driving on the roads that had the IEDs yeah that had the ambushes that like I mean I was fortunate enough that I never nothing ever happened to me yeah but like I'm still on those roads yeah right right but I'm not in combat no I'm not in a combat role no. I'm in a support role. Yes. Vaginas. Yes, because you bleed. Technically, I don't anymore because of the birth control, but I I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I might leave that in now. I don't know. Um, so, Jackie, Jackie Cochran, Jacqueline Cochran, she, like, she, she's a ballsy motherfucker. Yeah. Like, there are parts of her that I love so yes. much. Like, there, <laughs> one of the pilots, Jean Nora... She tells a story about Jackie. Uh, Jean Norris, um, she's coming in for a uh, for a landing at this one airport. Towers got her all lined up, and all of a sudden she sees this giant plane flying through the sky. Here's Jackie Cochran over the radio talking to the tower. Towers like, uh, negative, you're lined up on the wrong runway. And Jackie Cochran's like, I'll land on any goddamn runway I please. Get it. And Jean Norris was like. Like pearl clutching, like oh oh my, I didn't <laughs> declare. I didn't know you could say that to the tower. But like, and it's a funny story. But at the same time, I was like, no, Jackie, please take airline safety safety into consideration, please. Right, please. 
because there, there could be, there, I don't know, another there could be plane, another plane coming. There. You have a very big plane coming in. There could be a little plane, like, could just, I mean, just a little safety. Yeah. A little safety. I don't think there was that much safety back then. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I think it was like, God, no. good luck. Maybe we'll see ya. <laughs> so, basically, okay, so you've got the wasps. They're ferrying the planes from the factory to a pickup point for the, the Navy and the Air Force to, to pick up. And then take to war. Mm-hmm. After the war, and this is common in a lot of fields, the women were told, all right, thank you. Your employment is no longer needed. Hop on back to the kitchen, little lady. Why don't you whip up some dinner for your man coming home? <laughs> and a lot of the women were like, yeah, I don't think so. No. I like this. Yeah. Independence is nice. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah. They- <laughs> women were doing... A whole lot of stuff that was considered man's work mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. And then they were like, <laughs> the men are back. <laughs> go go away. Yeah. Go put on a dress. Put some lipstick on. Don't forget shut your, your mouth. Don't forget your heels. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> I would not have survived back then. Um, the heels alone... Um, the amount of not talking and the amount of cooking, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, um, I, I laugh because my my mom is is yeah. an early baby boomer. Yes, so she was raised by Depression era parents, mm-hmm. so she has a little bit more of of that World War Two generation mm-hmm. in her than some of the other baby boomers. Yeah, but she raised me to not take shit. Yes, uh, it doesn't matter. What anyone else is doing, you're going to do the right thing. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's what men are doing or women are doing. You're going to do this. You're going to do what you want to do. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to be raised in an entire family, pretty much of all women and all single mothers. Yeah. Uh, My grandma used to make parts for bombs um, and you didn't piss her off. No. My mother, you did not piss her off. Yeah. Um, so I, I you know, I, hey, people like me from what I've been told. I've been told I'm all right. I'm pretty pleasant, but. I've also been told I'm difficult. But yeah, I mean, I, I, the, I was always taught you don't take shit, especially no. from men. That's what I was taught. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't grow up in this, you know, don't speak unless spoken to. Mm-mm. Let's no. make cookies. But no. see, what's funny about me is like, I'm, I am a fiercely independent woman, yes. but I will bake some motherfucking cookies. And you bake them well. Like, I, you know. I, I feel like, you know, we were talking, we're cutting all this out. This is not even about this podcast anymore. I'm going to get a tattoo of your face instead <laughs> of Hedy Lamar because... <laughs> You are a badass military gal. You are gorgeous and all the things girly. And you're a freaking Martha Stewart. And you're funny and you're tough and you're nerdy. You're just all the things. Please let me keep all this in because I'm going to cry. We're in the closet. I might be in love with you. Okay. Okay, I've said it. I've said it. Guys, guys, I'm so glad you guys got to be here for that moment. We're, no, we're keeping all that all in. Out. Please, can I keep it in? Okay. Okay. Can we talk about this fucking awesome documentary? We keep now? doing this where we make the documentaries about us. It's right. just kind of our. We're shtick. gonna have to cut some of the fat out. I'll trim it up a little bit. It's a short doc, so it's fine. <laughs> um. So no, after the war, a big thing in the aviation community is the the powder puff derbies. Yes. And it's basically it's women pilots. Racing against other women pilots, looking beautiful doing it. Yeah. Uh, and it was a way for these women to keep up the aviation skills that they had already, that they had gained during the war mm-hmm. and still make a sorority that they belong to. Like this, yeah. there was camaraderie in these races, even yeah. though they were competitive. You know, <laughs> and, and as long as they had their hair done and their makeup on and still in their dresses, you know, they were cool to fly in the powder puff derby as we saw on a little clip and let's see how little Janie Smith is her hair still done yeah put on that powder pretty little lady oh. mm. 
Anyways, and then space, space. race. Space, 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 space. space, space. space. 1957, the space race starts with uh, Sputnik. Yeah. Sputnik, I mean, we talked about this during uh, the Mars generation. Um, satellite launched by the Soviets, and it was the first man-made object put up in space, really. Yeah. And it changed the world. Yeah. And then we put some dogs in there. Put some. There was a chimpanzee. There was uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, in 1958, the U.S. began their manned space f- uh, flight program. The criteria? Woo! Uh, talk about a stiff stiff curve here. Um, they had to be a graduate of the Navy Air Force Test Pilot School, so automatically dude. Mm-hmm. Just automatically dude. Um, 1,500 hours of flight time. Jet qualified. Again, automatically dude. Mm-hmm. Engineering background. It's dude. the 50s, so you're going to be a dude. Um, yeah, so... And, and, and those requirements... Not bad requirements. No, they make but sense. If the women already are cut out because they're not allowed, you, yeah, you've already cut out half of your population. Yeah. Um, and the it's not specified on here, but they better be white. Like, I mean, oh, that just definitely. that goes without saying in this entire documentary. That is that is my only drawback. Is this documentary very very much only focuses on on white people. There are no people of color right. offered well, up in this I, program at all. I think because it's based in around the, these the 50s, Mercury 13. Yeah. Right. These were the 13 right, women. But there, but there weren't any women of color. Oh, I'm sure pi- there piloting, were, but I'm like, sure they were right. even fewer and far between yes. than That's, just woman category period that's my only category there's a lot of white yes. privilege going on in this documentary Durr. but um <laughs> uh, dr yeah. dr william randolph lovelace the second he was the one that set up this criteria he basically was a space doctor for nasa for a while cool and he ran, he uh tested the original seven candidates for astronauts picked the you know they the worked on their favorite cutter males white dudes um <laughs> Yeah, Sarah. My girl Sarah. God, I love Sarah. <laughs> she called them cookie cutter males. Um, but Dr. Loveless thought rather vocally, hey, why are we not looking at women for this? Yeah. And high five you for that, sir. Yeah, high well, five. because he was friends with Jackie, uh, mm-hmm. what's her name? Jackie Cochran and her husband, Floyd Odlum. Um, Jack- okay, so we already talked about Jackie. She was a test pilot. Uh, had access to jets because of her husband's business, um, ran a very successful cosmetics business before she met her husband, but her husband was a millionaire. So being a millionaire does afford you certain opportunities that the average woman does not Well, and they may or may not have been, you know, building things for the government. Sure. I don't know. Planes? That's fine. Something. Um, But Jackie was a big inspiration for Dr. Dr. Loveless to... Look into women pilots. Yeah, so um, they ended up uh, choosing 25 women to take this exam. Um, and they talked about, you know, the different phases. There was supposed to be three phases. First was the clinic. It was long hours. Um, they had pulmonary function tests, total body x-rays. Um, they were talking about taking individual x-rays of each tooth um x-rays 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 so many x-rays i love this little moment when they were like oh they need a urine sample and a stool sample (gasps) and molly was like well here's my urine but what the only stool i know is the The, one you sit on when you're milking a cow and they're like no you know like when you go to the bathroom and what my favorite um so like all the all the women they're listing all these weird like enema tests every and, morning an enema yeah every morning enemas all the X rays all the poking and prodding Sarah she goes none of the tests none of the tests uh, really stood out that much to me girl <laughs> use a freak girl what are you doing that excessive X rays and enemas are not out of the ordinary for you honey I'm just saying. How much weight did they lose 
during this process. Okay, I wrote down everyone's height and weight, and they didn't have a lot of weight to lose in the first place, so God, I hope not a lot. You know, because I'm like, if they're emptying you out every day, yeah, you're, you know, what you keeping? Yeah. Yep. Mm. <laughs> um, so 61, uh, Russians were still in the lead, um, and then Alan Shepard is Zephest in, uh, he, well, it, well, not the first in space. I yes. will say that. <laughs> Yuri Gagarin was the first yeah. man in space. Yeah. And I believe he orbited the planet. Yes. Alan Shepard was the first American in space. Yes. Did not orbit the planet. No. He just went up there and he was like, Wee! I... It's taking me two documentaries to realize just how far behind we were right. in, in this in this space race. Like, right. we were very far behind. Totes. Yeah. Which I... We're like, going to get far behind again. Yeah. With well, the I, and I get that's kind of like, you know, probably where some of that conspiracy stuff comes in of like we faked landing on the moon oh, because just... we were so far behind we couldn't... <gasps> Heaven forbid. Yeah. That the Russians are better at science. Right. Like, we're... Communism cannot be better at science. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) It's space. Anyways. uh, Phase two was psychological testing. um, And this... I want to do it. I can't. I want to do it. I'm too scared. Right. Here's here's the thing. Because it's dark, right? Well, okay, the psychological oh, test, <laughs> before we jump too far ahead, the psychological tests involve uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Yeah. Which the women fucking excelled at. They murdered that test. They so did not feel anything. They were so deprived of sensories. No, basically, men were getting, like, they didn't give exact times for men, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming like, 45 minutes to an hour, men are crawling out of their skin trying to get out of the tank. Yeah. Janie? Was they it said, Janie? Well, they said most couldn't last past three hours. Well, after three hours, you start hallucinating. Yeah. Janie Hart, one of the women, spent nine and a half hours yeah. in a sensory deprivation. And when she was talking about it afterwards, she was like, well, you know, I mean, I had had a really hectic schedule up to then, and honestly, the rest was just nice. Yeah! Now, mind you, Janie Hart has eight kids, eight or nine kids at yeah. home. So, yeah. Nine and a half hours of just solid sleep. I think they were like, it's time to come out now. And she was like, for real? <laughs> can I get like another 15 minutes? They're like, we get it. You can do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you're in a tank and the room and the water are both your body temperature. 98.6 degrees. And it's dark. Yeah, you're you're blindfolded and you, you have, have earplugs in. Yeah, you have a tiny piece of foam that you chill on. Yeah, so that I mean it's going to keep your lung, it's going to keep your nose and lungs above the water. I want to do it just to see. But here's my problem. Dark and water that's what's going to mess with me. Because even though I know you're I'm safe. in a tank. Yeah, you're totally safe. What's in the water? Exactly. I've seen too many effed up movies and scenarios of darkness and water. I have had too many episodes of uh, sleep paralysis to consciously, willingly go into a sensory deprivation tank. Hmm. I don't want to hear the laughing anymore. Well. Yeah. So. That's. Real quick. Uh, like nerd out over this film just for a second. Yeah, the cinematography of this scene. Yes. Um, it is gorgeous. It seamlessly blends in between a woman laying in water to a woman floating in space, and you've got Wally, uh, Wally Funk. God, I love her. I yeah. heart her so much. Um, you've got her narration over it, talking about how I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. The weightlessness of this of this water is what space is going to feel like. Yeah. And just knowing that, oh God, here I go. Knowing that you are untethered. Yeah. And, and floating in space and just the idea that that's as close as she ever got to it. <sighs> like, 
I know. It's so gorgeous. I'm sorry, guys. It's so gorgeous. Do you need a hug? No, not yet, because I know you don't like germs. <laughs> it's it's just, it's so gorgeous, and it's a beaut- it's just this beautiful sequence, and I just, like, I want Wally to go to space, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're not to my cry moment yet. Oh, but I, I was like, one. I was like, oh, like I loved, I mean, it, it was really good. Um, and just that feeling because it's, it's, it's a whole thing too. It's, it's that being a woman and, yeah. and knowing the struggles that, you know, we, we have it way more better oh, than these I, women ever have. Yes. Um, but still like, we know we have all experienced that pretty lady sit down, get out of the way, let the men do the thing. Um, and like freaking space, it's space. It's big, man. What's cooler than space? Nothing. In my opinion. I I don't want to go to space except for like five minutes. I want to go up and I want to look down. Now, don't fucking at me saying there's no down in space. I read Ender's Game. I get it. But I just want to go up and I want to just, I just want to look down. I want to look down towards my feet and I want to yeah. see it go on forever. Probably throw up a little bit in my mouth, but I want to see it. I want to see, I just want to see earth. Yeah. I want to, I just want to go. Yeah. I want to feel weightless. Yes. <sighs> okay. Maybe we should do the sensory deprivation things i don't i mean i think i'll be like 15 minutes get me out of here but i still <laughs> want to go do it we should I just try it. Do it we'll try it um anyways um so third phase they were gonna go to florida and do their flight test jets yeah. centrifuges yeah all Ta- that cool astronaut shit that you always see the men doing yeah. and training for yeah gonna do it nope nope Nope, JK, JK, JK. Um, NASA found out. They're like, wait, we can't fit any tampons on the spacecraft, so, you know, you guys have kids. What are your kids going to do? They all tested better than the men. All the women did. All of them. Yeah. Um, And Washington and NASA said, no. No. 1962, John Glenn, first American orbit. That was, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. He's a fucking dick, but also an American hero. Also, this documentary also kind of hurt my astronaut feelings because, again, I didn't know. I didn't know about any of this. No, he was a dick. I didn't. And now I'm like. I mean, okay, to be fair. We should just assume that any white dude who lived in the 1950s was probably a dick. <laughs> no, they all weren't. That's not I fair. I feel like that's <gasps> a fair assumption, though. Oh, for the listeners, Chris Arnold just saw my... Uh, I had a sweatshirt on. It's very hot in the closet. I took off my sweatshirt, and I'm wearing a white crop top with rainbow stripes down the side, and Krishana is losing her shit right now. That's a little BT, BTS for you guys. Uh, anyhow, yeah, Um, we'll talk more about hearing John about Glenn John Glenn in his yeah. mouth. Uh, also, too, I'll take some of it as you're a product of your time and your environment and Which all that stuff. They I talk get a lot a in this documentary get about how the 50s and 60s are just, they were just different from what we do now. Yeah. I I get it to a point. To a still to sucks. A point. Yes. We can also talk about how it still sucks. Um. So, the women take their case to Congress um and basically, I, I didn't write down all what they said. I was hoping that you did. Do you want to go ahead and read that? Okay. Um, well, the, okay, so the first day, uh, you've got, you've got uh, Janie Hart and Jerry, let me get her name. Cobb. Thank you, Jerry Cobb. Uh, Jerry Cobb, no, I'm sorry, Janie Hart was politically connected. Her husband was a governor... And that's how they got into Congress, which is already, like, already showing a lot of privilege right there. Like, yeah. well, they already had access to this this administration. Right. Whatever. Um, she, Janie, 
Uh, mind you, she's got eight or nine kids at home. She goes, uh, something along the lines of, I can raise kids, run my husband's campaign, and still fly. So, yeah, I can go to space. Like, it, yeah. you know, ask my kids if you think I have been a bad mom or something like that. Yeah. Um, Jerry, she goes, how we're not battling for the sexes. We just want to be a part of the future. She goes, the rules have made it impossible for us to even be considered. Yeah. So, like, they're just they're just bringing up the idea that the way we exist as a society has automatically excluded us from even having the opportunity to be considered. We're not saying we're better than one sex or the other. We just want to be, we just consider us. Yeah. As an option. Right. And, and the whole talk <laughs> of like, we are humans going into space. Yeah, we're not Shouldn't men the best going yeah. human be going? Right. Whoever that is. If right. it's a man, it's a man. If it's a woman, it's a woman. If it's, we can fit three people, maybe there's a man yeah. and two women or whatever it is. Not that, well, we are done baking and we want to. Yeah. No, just, yeah. hey, give us a shot, too. Yeah. Um, and that goes okay. Day yeah. two of the hearings in front of the Senate committee, though. Boy. Um. So John Glenn comes in. This I did write down. <laughs> did you write down all of his stuff? Because I yes. wrote down just a couple things. Go ahead. <sighs> it's just a fact that men go off and fight the wars, and they fly the airplanes, and they come back and help design and build and test them. The fact the women are not in this field is a fact of our social order. If the women can prove they're better than the men, we'll welcome them with open arms to the cheers of the multitudes. Funny story, Jackie Cochran had already been proving herself. As over, and over, over, over and over and over again, and yet you still didn't welcome her. And all, all these 13 um, women tested better than he did. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we get into Jackie Cochran's testimony, we do need to talk about how she was not selected for this Mercury program yeah. for the female testing because she was considered too old. Yeah. Age. <laughs> yes. Um, she took that a little personally. Big time. Because she said, Whew, okay. The manned space flights are extremely expensive and also urgent in the national interests, and therefore, in selecting astronauts, it was natural and proper to sift them from the group of male pilots who had already, by aircraft testing and high-speed precision flying, that they were experienced, competent, and qualified to meet possible emergencies in a new environment. Okay, you're not wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. She continues... We do not want to slow down our program, and you are going to have to, of necessity, waste a great deal of money when you take a large group of women in, because you lose them through marriage. Okay. So, this is me. A, she was pissed that she didn't get chosen. Also, her husband, who's politically uh, mixed in... Probably a lot of government contracts. Oh, it's ve- made very clearly that the entire upper echelon of the Army, Air Force, and Navy read her statement, approved it, mm-hmm. and she said the message that they wanted. Yeah. So I'm sure she was under pressure sure. to say that. Doom, 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 doom. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Um, You'll notice I didn't put the symbol crash at the end because that's Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> but without the symbol crash, it's under pressure. And that's how you know the difference. I love both of them. That's fair. Um, right. Like, I, I think part of it was she was pissed she didn't get picked. And part of it was you have to say this or we're out. Like, we'll go bankrupt, and yeah. here's all these high-pressure people in your face of, you will say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think she fully was like, yeah, fuck women now. I think... She wasn't, fuck women now. She was like, fuck these bitches now. Yeah. 
Because if I can't do it, you're not going to do mm-hmm. it. And that's not... And that seemed to be very much of her personality <clears throat> that you see throughout this doc. Yes. It's still angering. Yes. It's definitely not feminism. So mm-hmm. even though you may have been viewed as a feminist icon because you were trailblazing a path into aviation for women, you definitely fucked it all up. Mm-hmm. Girl. So the Senate was like, well, I think this is pretty obvious. Uh, President Johnson, uh, pardon me, President Johnson puts out a letter saying shut this program down now. Yeah. And it's done. It's did. Uh, 1963. <clears throat> uh, Can you say her name? Valentina Tereshkova. Valentina Tereshkova. I was close. <laughs> I was close. I give myself a solid B on that. She becomes the first woman of space. She orbited the Earth 48 times. Gone get girl. I mean, good on you. Mm-hmm. Hey, and good on the fucking Soviets for recognizing that you can send both women and men. And awesome media move on the Russians' part. Oh, Because they were like... Sure. What's that I hear? They're not letting the women in. <laughs> oh, send one up, boys. Yeah. Now, another moment of righteous fury in this documentary. So our media is talking to astronaut Gordon Cooper, and he said, uh, when asked, you know, why aren't we using women? He's like, well, we probably could have used a woman instead of a chimpanzee on that one test flight. I oh, almost threw my remote at the TV. Yourself. Go fuck yourself. Like it's okay, I I could possibly I could possibly deal with the prejudice if they didn't think it was so fucking funny. Like if they just didn't even consider women, if they didn't even consider us as human, and therefore like not funny in any way, shape, or yeah. form. But when you fucking laugh about it, yeah, that means you know what you're doing is wrong. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. Righteous Fury. Flames coming out of my ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho. Um, 1965. Uh, NASA launches its first two-man spacecraft. Only five months after Russia does. Hey, we're getting better. And July 1969. What happened? We went to the moon. <laughs> Or did we? Stop. (laughs) Now, what's fun is in my notes is there's a nice little back and forth montage in the documentary, uh, you know, going through the progress of of the American space program. And then it cuts back and forth between the the women's live movement Mm -hmm. and all the bra burning. And as you can see right here in all caps, I wrote, New Themyscira now. (laughs) I might be radicalized, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Um. Not until 1976, <laughs> 1976, flight training is open to women. Yes. Cool. Uh, Eileen Thanks. Collins. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, actually, the Army Ranger program just opened up uh, to women last year, and I think they just had their first graduate this year. So, wow. Women can be rangers now. Um, Eileen Collins, uh, she grew up in upstate New York and she used to, uh, she's home of this uh, like glider place where like planes would take up gliding planes and she would always watch that. And she was, she along, like, just like all these other women were like, I could do that. Yeah. And, and she had the ability to grow up thinking, I want to be an astronaut. Never told anybody that dream because she knew, she did know that other people would tell her that she couldn't do it. But in her mind, she was like, well, I could be an astronaut. Like the doubt never crossed her mind. She knew I could do that. Yeah. And she did it. She fucking did. Okay. Here's my cry moment. Ready? So first things first. Was it when Bill Clinton checked out her ass at that press (laughs) conference? Dude. Like, like he wasn't even why, subtle. Like, why is it that it, it that really? Bad. Okay, I didn't know it was that bad in the nineties. Somebody is gonna be mad at me for this, but why is it that I really don't care? Oh, I, about Bill 
and his googling. I it's think it's hilarious funny. because it's, it's so he's, obvious. He's so consistent. He's so consistent. Over right. the last twenty years, he has looked at all the asses. It doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't uh, discriminate. Ariana Grande. He looks at all the asses. At Aretha Franklin's funeral, he looks. He was at, like. He looks at all the asses non-discriminately. He is so high all the time. <laughs> That's specious allegations that we're not going to make. Nah, I think... Look. <laughs> tell me about your... Anyways. Tell me about your cry moment. So, first things first, you know, when... Um, uh, when Eileen Collins, uh, you know, basically makes her first, like, announcement about... Being the first at female astronaut, you know, she, right off the bat, she's like, hey, all these women before me are the reason I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And, and hail y'all, right? So the goosebumps, right? And then when she's getting ready to go on her first flight, she invites the Mercury 13 women. Now, and of course, NASA, NASA has to be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We were going to do that anyways. Uh, they're VIP. Yeah, they're VIPs uh, now. That's fine. It's totally fine. But she again acknowledges all these women, has them stand up, like, take your fucking place right here where you belong. And watching them watch her go into space, I was like, <laughs> I cried. Okay. Like, that was the, so beautiful and so again. amazing. I'm crying again. I got the chicken skin. I'm it, holding it in. No, I'm letting it go because it made me think of that Yoda line from The Last Jedi where he goes, we are what they grow beyond. And, like, damn. Every, I know, right? So it's like everything that has come before us makes you who you are today and you can either grow beyond it or you or you fall short and the women that have come before us yeah have made us who we are and i want to make sure my daughter grows beyond damn skippy and i do that with my girls all the time i'm sorry we would not be doing this fucking podcast if it weren't for other women going hey i I can be on the radio I can do this. Yeah. One of our favorite podcasts, MFM. Two ladies getting that shit done. Karen and Georgia. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, this this really is a beautiful documentary, though. It really is good. It's I'm, super good. I'm sorry that I'm crying. <laughs> it's so gorgeous, though. Um, I mean, I would say you could just say that, like, you drank too much wine, but you didn't. I didn't. Not even a little bit. Um. Oh. Because we have a rule about always making sure we say people's names, um, the directors dedicate this documentary in loving memory to Pamela Neville Sington, uh, 1959 to 2017. I'm going to assume that that's the director's uh, mom, maybe. Not sure. I'm just assuming. But I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Oh, and special shout out to the aerial director of photography, Douglas Holgate, and the underwater director of photography, Philip Barthrop, because... Yeah, we loved just it. did gorgeous work. The 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 interlude scenes uh, with the with the female pirates narrating with uh, like flights and 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 all the underwater stuff in the sensory deprivation tank. It's just gorgeous. The other part that I super loved visually was they did this whole thing of instead of the men landing on the moon, it was women. The so historical reimagining. Yeah. Um, and changing actually the names saying the line correct one yeah. small step for man uh or, woman or, well what yeah. yeah no uh, um what is it it's supposed okay Neil Armstrong fucked it up he goes one small step for man one giant leap for mankind but it's supposed to be like uh it's supposed to be like that's one small step for a man one giant leap for mankind but he fucked it up when he said it but they had the women say it correctly in this reimagining and it was like yeah yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was really cool because they did like the whole parade oh, scene parade. and all the women. Yes. And it was really beautiful. At the end of the day, I don't think one sex is superior to another. I think we should all 
have the equal opportunity, no matter your sex, race, religion, any of those things, you're poor, you're rich, you shouldn't have any more chance than anybody else. Just go out there and do the fucking best. Do the best. Be the best. If you're the best, then you get it. Boom. That's it. Boom. That's all there is to it. I'm going to keep my radicalized uh, Nuka Mascara ideas over here. Because <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree. But a tiny little angry part of my heart yeah. says, no, burn it all to the ground. But don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. No. We are not inciting riots nope. or violence. Nope. Um, just be just be better than someone else. That's all you gotta do. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. We haven't said that in forever. Don't be a dick. Uh, that makes me, that reminds me, uh, we've got an anniversary coming up. We do? We do. And we want to hear from you. Yeah. We want to know, what have you thought about this last year? What have you loved? What did you hate? What do you want to see more of? Uh, what documentaries have you watched because of us? Uh... What did you have for breakfast in, like, May or something? Tell us. Can you build me something to kill all the robots when they try to take over the world? Are you asking someone to build you a robot to go build kill robots? Yeah. That seems problematic. Well, something. It doesn't okay. necessarily have to be a robot. Maybe okay. it's a, a thing that kills robots. Okay. That's what I want. <laughs> No, but we do, we want to hear from you. Slide into those DMs. Send us email. What's in the queue at gmail.com. Let us know, man. And I'm going to say this. If you don't, it's going to be a lot of this. No, it's not. We we can chat. We'll be fine. I'm not saying anything, Emily. That's fine. It's just going to be you and me, guys. Just you and me. Hey. And hey. it's going to be awkward if our host, we have a special host. Yeah. Y'alls. Now, we have had a couple of you guys write in already. Yeah. We'd love to hear from more of you guys. Yeah. yeah. I love you and you and you and you and you. And you know who you are. Um, And, yeah, do that shit, yeah. man and stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get out of here. Okay, bye. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.